Hello, everybody. This is Lilith. Um, just leaving a little message at the top here. Um, I don't know if y'all have seen the news, but you know, I live in Texas. Texas has had some uh, weather events recently, which is part of the reason why uh, there has been a delay in this episode. We got a recording done um, the Tuesday after the weather had uh, receded, but uh, I fucked up. It's been a little bit chaotic in my house. Um, and, uh, well, there's some issues you'll hear with my audio. Um, I, I didn't record with the right microphone, so everything's going to sound kind of weird. It's listenable. Uh, I think so. Um, and our, our guest Ash was great. So, uh, I didn't really want to have to go back and like re-record and delay these episodes further. Um, so just bear with us and my good audio my dulcet tones will be back in just a couple episodes. Thanks. You know, people sleep peacefully in their beds at night only because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. And ladies and gentlemen, violence is about to happen. Super play! Oh! Through the fucking glass! MDK! Oh, fucking day! Come on, Nick! Welcome to the Big Match Minute. <laughs> this is the show where sometimes we have too much energy coming in and we gotta rear back uh, because we're talking uh, wrestling matches, breaking them down one minute at a time, uh, and sometimes talking about other wrestling matches that they remind us of. Today, we're talking about Minute 10 of the Final Deletion, mm-hmm. starring Jeff and Matt Hardy. And Vanguard One. Um, I don't and think Vanguard <laughs> One is really admitted ten. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just goofing. I'm Diet Coke. And I am Lilith. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and we are once again joined by a very special guest. Ash, that's me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always say Sir Bass was in pot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's me. Diet Coke's kind of weird on the cues today. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like to, you know, I like to keep people on their toes, introduce a little bit, a little bit of chaos into the second record. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's good shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, this match, or this minute, we have paired with uh, Nick Gage versus Ricky Shane Page at Run Ricky Run, uh, the GCW pay-per-view, um, which uh, I... About a for the ages of the ages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get it? I actually wait. No, this I don't. Nick Gage and Ricky Shane Page. Oh, fuck. <laughs> battle of the <laughs> battle of the ages for the ages. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, if I, if I can just say here at the top, this was my favorite match of 2020. I love it so much. We'll talk about the minute first, but like, I'm excited to talk about this match because there's a lot of match to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but first off, let's let's get into the minute. Um, I'll say this better than the last minute. I don't know that I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still just all wrestling. 
But I, at least when I'm watching it, I was just like, ah, uh, there's there's a couple things to talk about. <laughs> you mean literally? There's the mysterious <laughs> object of the kendo stick. A couple things to talk about. <laughs> I guess a, a chair I, at the very yeah. end. Whenever, when I saw them working over um, each other at the kendo stick, mm-hmm. I just imagined one of them was thinking, hey, remember Steve Flackman? <laughs> yeah, like he was he was around back in the day. I think I'm pretty sure Steve was working. Yeah. I know that like I forget when Steve Blackman stopped being on TV. Mm-hmm. It could have been when like the Hardy Boys were still in the fucking plaid tights before they decided to be uh proto E boys. And oh my god. <laughs> That's the best way to describe them. <laughs> <laughs> it's what they are. <laughs> I can I oh my god, okay, this, this this thought just hit me like a bolt of lightning. If you took like 1999-2001 Jeff Hardy and gave him an OnlyFans account, that would be the best shit in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um It would have yeah been top they would have had to make a new number for like the top percent that he's in. Uh-huh. Yeah, like yeah. point like they'd have to make more zeros, like point top point zero 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 percent of um what does it say? Contributors, contenters, something like that. Like like contenters. All of, like I bet he'd have some like weird like body painted nudes that he'd have. <laughs> Oh yeah, it would have been amazing. It would have been a lot of um, thematic lighting. Very much so. Now, one thing I did want to talk about in this minute, there is okay. So after the you know, there's the structure from the last minute that that uh, Jeff kind of pulls Matt off of, or Matt kind of pulls it off of him, or whatever. But then Jeff pins Matt, and when Matt kicks, the music shifts. And it kind of sounds like, I don't know, Batman's cop friend just died or something <laughs> like that for like maybe 10 seconds. And then they exchange blows for a little while. And and then um, Matt hits the twist of fate. And then he pins Jeff and Jeff kicks out. And then like, oh, it turns out Batman's cop friend is still alive. He came out of the wreckage, and the like the the like kind of butt rocky music comes back. I was thinking like it sounds like a like if it was on YouTube, like Dark Knight theme in parentheses rock slash metal remix cover. Like <laughs> yeah, the tone is very. It has a guitar tone that's in every fucking rock slash metal cover. Oh yeah, on YouTube, it's the worst. It's not the worst guitar tone, but it's one of them. It is. It is. It's. It's like the the. It's like the everybody's kind of trying to ape Dimebag kind of guitar tone, but like they're doing a really bad job of it. Now, when Jeff kicks out in this moment, he makes a sound <laughs> that he yells like. He yells like he's like a predator or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm going to cut it in in here. 
This is, I guess, hey, Lily of the future, cut that, that weird sound that Jeff makes in. When I was re-watching it, I just went back over that part five or six times. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted to properly understand the sound I was hearing. It is a primal sound. Yeah. Now, previously, Jeff is like, you know, Jeff got that weird structure out from under the ring or whatever. Which we see more of it in this minute than the last. And yet, I'm, I, I'm, I've never been less certain of what it is. Yeah. The, yeah. Way it, the way it responds, the way it's being dragged just only creates more questions for me. But Matt just seems to materialize a kendo stick. He doesn't go under the ring for it's this. The broken one. brilliance of Matt Hardy he can manifest kendo sticks. I love that. I love that so much. He has fucking Felix's big old bag in his back pocket somewhere. You can't see it, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. His pocket is uh, Brock's backpack, fucking Felix's bag. It's every, Keenan's like, fucking... Um, from all that. Yeah, he has, like, the Grand Theft Auto pockets. Uh-huh. Where uh-huh. he can carry, you know, a baseball bat and a fucking AK-47. Is there an AK in Grand Theft Auto? Probably. Sure. Um, there's some kind of automatic rifle. Yeah, he's got the Grand Theft Auto pockets. Now, Matt starts beating up Jeff with a kendo stick. And um, I, I, I wanted to bring Ash on as, you know, a, a fellow deathmatch ghoul. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, kendo sticks in, in and deathmatch wrestling but you know what's kind of shaped like a kendo stick mm-hmm. a light tube there let's talk is. about the connection. Shane Page versus Nick Cage I mean carpet strip bundles are pretty much like the, the deathmatch kendo stick like oh yeah which I mean it sucks I, I mean I've thought about this a lot of times and like a lot of fucking wrestlers have said this like what sucks about carpet strips is they don't look like they're actually sharp like it doesn't mm-hmm. look like you're like looks like you're falling into a kind of a weak ruler or like whatever fuck wood is makes up that weird camouflage device that Jeff was kind of thrown into. But like no, you're being torn the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, light tubes also. Light tube light tubes also. And uh I I love a light tube um in uh in one of my discords um, my go-to nickname is Light Tube Lesbian, because um, that's true. just you know that's who I am. Uh, I love the 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 big poof of an exploding light tube, and boy oh boy, do we get a lot of that in Ricky Shane Page versus Nick Gage. Now, the story of this match—it's quite involved. I haven't actually gone back and like really taken in the full like. Kind of like what we were talking about in the last episode. It's nice to see like rivalries and stories in deathmatch wrestling, and this uh, this feud between uh, Nick Gage and Ricky Shane Page has been um, one of the longest and most compelling, uh, in my opinion. Where I picked it up would have been at Nick Gage Invitational Four, when Nick Gage um, retained the GCW heavyweight title uh, only to be attacked by Ricky Shane Page who stole the title and then spray painted his initials on it which ruled Mm -hmm. 
Um, but then, uh, you know, the, the, ti the title was won by, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, I love he's AJ so Gray? AJ Gray, thank you so much. No problem. Um, the title was won by AJ Gray, and then uh, Ricky Shane Page won it back, I think, like, that night. And uh, has had a choke uh, chokehold on it um, up until, you know, this was supposed to be the night that Nick Gage stole it back. Um, and indeed, they had an epic war. And uh, this was also, like, I think part of the reason why this, this match has been so mythologized for me is it was really the last pre-pandemic show for GCW. And uh, that, like, the electricity of a Nick Gage entrance in a proper huge crowd is really unmatched. It's really something special. The energy Nick Gage has when he enters a fucking building. I mean, even oh like in a pandemic show, still pretty crazy. But like the mm -hmm. pre-pandemic actual fucking crowd show. Yeah. It's, yeah. And also not thinking about it. I mean, I think one thing I love about this match is like how. I mean, the audience was like obviously pretty drunk and other thing it is um at the mm. end of the show but there seemed to be a shoot trying to kill ricky shane page at the end of it like mm -hmm. they were throwing glass bottles at them like legit oh, yeah. glass bottles oh yeah it was it was like they were hot in a way that wrestling crowds like it's hard to get wrestling crowds this hot mm -hmm. these days like it was, it, it felt like they were going to burn the house down because <laughs> Ricky Shane Page had just stolen the title. Again. <laughs> Again. Uh, let me pull up my notes for this match. I took a, it's a long match and I've got a lot of notes. One of the best, one of the things I really loved uh, is, you know, uh, near the beginning, uh, Ricky Shane Page is pulling his mind games and 4-4-0 or backing him up. Um, and then the ref kicks them out, and uh, Kevin Gill calls them herbs yeah. on commentary. <laughs> like, that's not an insult that gets used often enough. Mm -hmm. I love herbs. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear herbs a lot these days. Mm -hmm. No, you do not. Shake my damn head. The kids these days have time to <laughs> smoke herbs, but they don't have time to call people herbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had to reuse my fucking joke from last episode where I wish I could film, like, record myself stomping away after that. <laughs> but I wish I could record myself stomping away right now. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm all the way over here in Austin. So it'd be kind of, uh, it would be difficult. Uh, Y'all are both in the Southern California area, if I'm not mistaken. So you could just go beat Diet Coke's ass if you wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and trust me, she deserves it. <laughs> Appointments available 24 hours a day. I'll wear a mask and put gloves on so, to make it safe. But um, I appreciate that. But I am going to 
beat the fuck out of you. But yeah, I will be wearing uh, gloves and a mask just, um, you know, for one safety. That's all I ask. I love it when an audience member holds up a uh, a chair for Nick Gage and then he throws yeah. RSP into it. <laughs> That's just so fun. The only time I've been uh, there in person for a Nick Gage match um, was I think one of the only times I've ever seen Nick Gage get properly booed by an audience. Oh, shit. Which, uh, his, his match against Alley Cat at uh, Take a Picture last year. <laughs> right. Because if you're beating up Alley Cat, like, yeah, of course you're going to get booed. <laughs> oh, yeah, he fucking worked over Alley on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was in, she was in the ER for that mm. one. Um, uh, it, was, it was gnarly. It was gnarly. I actually still have on my desk... Probably my favorite piece of wrestling memorabilia. Uh, when she powerbombed Nick through a pane of glass, it like exploded into my section of the audience. And I just like real quick just bent down and picked up a tiny piece of glass and shoved it in my purse. And I still have that sitting on my desk to this Hell day. Yeah. <laughs> you should frame it. Did you frame it already? No, no, no. It's just kind of sitting loose next to a ketchup packet on my desk. Ah, <laughs> oh, you gotta frame it, and... They try to get a picture of, like, the spot, and, like, have... Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do, but... Do what you want, but, yeah. There, there, there's actually... I remember after that event, there's, like, a, a, a gif of... Um, of that spot and you could see me because like he was like setting her up for like a suplex or something like that into the glass and she like reversed it into a powerbomb and when she like reversed it into the powerbomb setup you could see my fists just shoot up into the air (laughs) (laughs) so I'm just like yelling about how fucking cool so uh anyway that's there's another match that I'm just (laughs) talking a lot about um, I want to talk about Dewey Donovan because I love Dewey Donovan. <laughs> Gotta do the deal. I want to know how they met. Like, how did Dewey, like, look, Nick, what you need is me to be behind you all the time. Like, <laughs> you need a Mountain Dew themed manager <laughs> to hand you the pizza cutters during matches, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Nick's pretty out there. So he may just be kind of like his handler. Like, hey, look, let me remind you what you need to use. And yeah, I mean, even, I mean, sometimes Nick can figure out the pizza cutter where it is by himself. So I still don't know why, I don't know, loyalty, blackmail. I don't know. Yeah, he's got got something on Nick that put him back in prison. So Nick's got (laughs) to... I would, I would, Dewey Donovan, if you're out there, I would love to have you just come on and, uh, and Diet Coke and I will just do no wrestling. We just want to talk about Mountain Dew flavors with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I could probably go on longer about Mountain Dew flavors than wrestling. <laughs> yeah, no, I, believe me, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Code Red also a wrestling move too? Doesn't somebody have a finisher called a Code Red? Oh my God, I bet they do. There has to be a fucking Code Red. I bet if you went through 
Mountain Dew flavors, you could probably find a lot of them. Like, <laughs> vo- like Voltage by itself isn't, can't be like a wrestling move, but there's got to be like the Voltage Bomb or some shit like that that somebody does. Major Melon, definitely. Major Major Melon. No, there's a there's a wrestling character. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a guy for sure. Yeah, the I looked it up. The Amazing Red does in fact have a finisher that he used in. It looks like the in, this looks like an impact ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Code Red. That was in fact a move. Yeah. So I mean. I won't stop until there's a wrestler who has a finisher called a Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> like that's the full name of it. <laughs> that's, that seems that seems a little wordy to get off in commentary, but sure. I oh god, now that I now just want to look up the different flavors of Mountain Dew and try to think what would be Life Wire. That's an easy move to make. Voltage Whiteout. Okay, pitch black. Pitch black. Oh, black. It's also one of my favorite flavors of Mountain Dew. Um, I want to say, I want to say that was either like an Alistair Black or uh, Seth Rollins had a pitch black. I'm pretty pitch black. This is so. I've watched this match probably close to fifteen times at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the latest watch, the one that. Diet Coke and I did earlier today to get ready for this. I spotted something I've never seen before. What's that? So, you know, there's that, there's that big, there's like, it's on the outside of the ring. There's a door and then like kind of an arch made of light tubes with like, I think there's then another pane of glass on top of it. And like, there's definitely another pane of glass on top. Yeah. And then, so like he sets up Ricky Shane page, like face down on the light tube arch mm-hmm. and then does kind of a little like elbow driver or elbow drop, like through mm-hmm. all of that in the wreckage. After that diet Coke and I spotted what is unmistakably like a happy meal box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clear McDonald's logo. <laughs> Like a little red box with the golden arches in it. Did someone put like DK after the M on the box? Because that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nick should have handed that to Ricky at the beginning of the match and be like, yo, Ricky, I got you a slappy meal and slap him across the face. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's fun. An MDK slappy meal. You want to hear a case of a. Uh real life imitating art uh-huh. i went out onto the balcony before recording uh not to smoke weed because as established i, I don't smoke herbs i call people herbs right, uh, right. this is a drug-free podcast <laughs> this is a drug-free podcast so when i was out there not smoking weed uh somehow a, a mcdonald's wrapper had blown onto our second floor balcony <laughs> Oh, crazy. <laughs> a strange McDonald's rapper. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's McDonald's is haunting. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is haunted by McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, you're going to wake up to a fucking clown tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's worse if he's in your bed or just standing over it. But <laughs> either way, um, one, one of those is going to happen. On the ceiling, like in Hereditary. <laughs> This spider crawling. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> he does like the fucking head turn around, like the goddamn yeah. uh, baby 
hallucination and uh, train spotting. And train spotting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, these are all really pleasant images. <laughs> Just extremely pleasant images in my head. Going on. Oh, God. Now... A little bit after the light, the the big spot with uh, what I'm just going to call the McDonald's spot. Uh, yeah. The four four zero comes back to the ring. It does a spot that seems like it was created in a lab to pop me specifically, <laughs> because as we've discussed on this show, uh, as as my as my tastes change and mature, and I try to you know turn myself into more of an appreciator of independent wrestling and everything like that. There is nothing that will extinguish the fire inside of me as a basic bitch shield mark. So <laughs> when 440 comes in and triple power bombs Nick Gage through a bro- broken glass, I I giggle like a schoolgirl. It's the coolest shit that's ever <laughs> happened in a wrestling ring. <laughs> I can't confirm. It was a hell of a thing to listen to Lily respond to that moment. I just, if the Shield did deathmatch wrestling, it'd be so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, I know Moxley's off. You know, he's he's doing his thing. Seth Roman, you gotta quit WWE and go do deathmatch shit with Moxley, please, please, please do for me. <laughs> That's what we need now. That's what the world needs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do a fucking run in at the end of the fucking exploding barbed wire fucking match coming up. Oh my it's your god, perfect I opportunity. About that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, a shield run in during the exploding barbed wire match. Oh, that'd be so good. Uh, now, Diet Coke, what spot did you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to talk about the mouthful of life light tube spot. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like kind of kind of we're talking about you know the the shield bomb that's like scientifically designed to make me happy mm-hmm. the mouth light tubes that's scientifically designed to make me rich. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about the 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 mouth the light mouthful of light tube spot that no one like mentioned in the in the in the moment, but mm-hmm. that was the the main the you know the main factor of it is that he does he. He has to hump the back of Nick Gage's head to make it work. <laughs> like he sticks a light tube in his mouth, yeah. and then he humps the back of his head so hard that it bursts. It's kind of a, it's kind of a weird inverted face fucking. That's going <laughs> yeah. <on. laughs> and I think that's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is, that is pretty fun. That is. I just the concept of having like broken glass and like this just inhaling dust, that spooky it, dust. Oh. <laughs> I just looked back, and I can, in fact, definitely see the McDonald's Happy Meal box <laughs> yeah. underneath that Vader bombs, Vader elbow, whatever, yeah. fucking pain of fuckery to pile. <laughs> Did someone, like, just bring McDonald's in to, like, the fucking uh, showboat? And- that is my theory. <laughs> Like, shit, I have nowhere to put this. Yeah, from the <laughs> ring crew just, like, shoved it down there. But, like, okay. But that would also require somebody who 
could purchase a happy. I'm not saying they got it on lock at McDonald's, but they usually don't sell like 30 year olds happy meals. That, they'll, I'll, I'll say it's pretty easy to get a happy meal as an adult. If you want to get your hands on a happy meal, it's, it's not hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you kind of just have to go through a drive through. As someone who still occasionally eats happy meals, it's not hard. Yeah, you said this food service job where um, a lot of people would order kids' meals off it, and we, what the fuck was it? Oh yeah, we were told that like we couldn't sell adults' uh, children's meals unless like they were getting it for a kid. So like the adults would order it, and I'd be like, "Okay, is this for a kid?" They'd be like, "No." I'm like, are you sure it's not for a kid? Because <laughs> yeah. that said kid you forgot about that you're getting this for, and. That worked for people, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always, I always love those like the customer service like leading questions of like, I don't want you to break the rules, so I'm just like, I'm giving you this leeway to be like, here's how you don't break the rules, please. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a kid somewhere, probably, right? Right. Are you right. sure? <laughs> you forget about your kid. This is maybe, you know, for your nephew that you have back at home. <laughs> if it's just for your inner child. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking G-Raver shows up. And that makes me happy because I love G-Raver. I love G-Raver so goddamn much. This is after his fucking injury, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah, yeah. was... So, like, I think it was, like, the September before... He had that gnarly ass injury and he was like on the injured, like he was, he was still recovering at this point, but yeah, he, he was still like in pretty gnarly shape, which is why I think he was like clad head to toe in some pretty thick clothing to take a couple light tube spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this like, that looks like what I would fucking wear if I was going to do a light tube spot. Like, yeah, just right. like cover me <laughs> in a fire jacket. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be able to be, like, hit by a car and kind of feel it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're one of those, like, like the Hurt Locker, like, bomb-diffusing suits. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what you can bring a light tube over my head. The next note I have here that I kind of forgot. Uh, Diet Coke compared Nick Gage to Flubber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the context for this yeah we were talking about it was when the when he got a two count and then he'd see uh he'd choke. He, he, oh, he choke breaker the ref yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were talking about how it's like we love that it's part of nick gage's character that he's he's kind of dumb like he'll attack the ref <laughs> even when the momentum is going his way like that uh-huh. yeah uh, and i said he's 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 all reaction he's just pure volatility like flubber Okay, okay. You know what? I actually, I'm on your side. I think I, I think I brought this up as kind of an attack, but yeah. I, um, now I would, I would love if like they just. But okay, we take Flubber the movie, mm-hmm. and there's all the little like noises that Flubber makes and everything like that. Yeah. Um. And, you think Flubber and, holds up? I hope I I think it would. Okay, um, I don't want to go on a tangent. Let's go. Let's go back to what you were saying. Well, this is, I mean, yeah, that'd be a tangent within a tangent. Yeah. But like, what if they, what if they replaced all of those noises with just like 
Nick Gage saying what Nick Gage usually says, and then <laughs> yeah. added like a CGI Nick Gage face to Flubber. I think I, I think you just put the bandana on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just put like a red bandana <laughs> on Flubber. Yeah. <laughs> like, like as he's doing like the dance in front of Robin Williams. Just, yeah. MDK all fucking day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Uh, uh. Oh my god. Did y'all, but both of you see that fucking match with uh, Madman Pondo and Jeff Cannonball? I did. Her? I did not. Oh my god. There's mm-hmm. a moment that's one of my favorite Nick Gage moments of all time. Yeah, where... he, was on, he was on commentary. So right? Jeff Cannonball takes. Yeah, he's on commentary. So Jeff Cannonball takes out a soda can, and Nick's like, <clears throat> "Sorry, yeah, man." Nick's like, "I want to raise you with that fucking shit. Hope he carve a motherfucker's <laughs> face up." And Jeff starts just doing the like the soda review. He's like, "I I don't know what this shit is." <laughs> like actively baffled by what was happening. Just seeing him take a Coca Cola can out. Kevin Gilded explains like, uh, "I know you don't like um, the internet, but." Jeff Cannonball reviews soda on the internet. <laughs> Nick just says, "Thank you for explaining." <laughs> uh, that's like, uh, that was a bad Nick Gage voice, but my other ones, I can't do his whisper voice. I can just do like the God of this shit, fucking. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was actually like it was during that match that I texted Diet Coke. I was like, "Hey, I think I found a deathmatch wrestler you might like," because he reviews soda on the internet. <laughs> And I followed him on Twitter that day. <laughs> and I'm happy I did. <laughs> He's done a few Mountain Dew. It's true. Yeah. I Yeah, he did. Uh, I know he did, like, at least Code Red. I, he did the Major Melon recently. Yeah. Uh, which I was actually very interested by because I still have not managed to get my hands on Mountain Dew Major Melon. It's pretty good. I drank one earlier today. I think for one Mountain Dew, he said they done it again. Oh, and yeah. I think it was maybe yeah. Code Red that it could be better. I forget. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I mean, Code Red does have some room to improve. I, uh, I, I've i known this about Lily, that she's a Code Red hater, and it seems like you agree, Ash, but I, I'm, I'm a, code, I'm red a code Red defender. I, I think it's... Yeah, it's, I think hater is, is too strong. I'll, I think, actually, my last, my last pre-winter storm case of Mountain Dew was a Code Red, I, and I loved it. Uh, we did. Uh, we traded Mountain Dew rankings one time, and yes. you and you, <laughs> you gave me shit for putting Code Red too high. I mean, I and mean, to me, you that know, that puts you in the category of a hater. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess I I am a little <laughs> bit of a hater. Um, I I I just I just don't think. I don't think I don't rank it as high as a lot of other Mountain Dews. I love a Code Red. That's all right. That's that's you know we rank Mountain Dews differently. <laughs> that's true. We rank Fast and Furious movies differently. That's also true. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Now, after a bunch of ref bumps, it cut so many fucking ref bumps. <laughs> so many, just so many ref bumps in this match. Who comes out? To take on the stripes, but Brett fucking Lauderdale, uh, which it was almost kind of comforting to see him in the ref stripes again after so many years in CZW. Mm -hmm. But he comes out 
And I know, yeah, I probably, you know, just wasn't trying to, like, show his hand as, like, oh, yeah, I'm the new ref now, because he, like, does the dramatic, he pulls off the hoodie, and he's got the stripes underneath. Mm. But he's not wearing gloves. Yeah. He isn't. He's not wearing gloves. And there's a whole lot of shit in that ring. He's slapping that canvas. And that actually, that, okay, there's a funny story that I want so we, we we previously talked about the GCW show that I went to last January, the Take a Picture show that was in Austin. And um, if you've watched that show, you know that there was a very annoying guy in a green hat at that show who I was seated like directly behind. He was like yelling at the ref through the whole show and he like kept slapping the, the mat. And that's very important because... When the broken glass started to come into the picture, he didn't stop slapping the match. He was like through the entire last match. He was trying to stop the bleeding on his hand using a streamer that he got thrown out during Alley Cat's entrance. And it wasn't working very well. So to that guy... Fuck you! You were annoying as hell, <laughs> <laughs> and you deserved that shit. I hated that guy. Anyway, <laughs> no, no gloves. I can't. I can't imagine doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like it sounds like about the same amount of painful as like Necro Butcher doing matches barefoot. Oh like, my god, I forgot that he did that. Yeah, God, I mean like. Palm injuries and bottom of the foot injuries suck just about as much. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes foot hurts. Were I just have to say they're about the same. They're they're pretty fucking sensitive. I have a tattoo on the top of my big toe, and it's one of the worst things mm. that has ever. <laughs> it's like it's like right up on the toenail. Uh, it was it was gnarly. Nothing funny to say about that. It just sucked. I didn't know that about you, Holy Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, I, I have, you know, like the, the, it's like a pentagram with like the trans, like gender <laughs> sign around it. That's cool, that at least. <laughs> on my big toe. Yeah. Um, my initial plan was to do that and then um, have on the rest of my toes, it would say trans hell. <laughs> mm. But uh, after that one, I was like, okay, fuck this. We're not doing this. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but yeah, and then, you know, there's there's a few more uh, glass spots. Brett takes some light tubes to the face. Uh, one of the first referees that got taken out, uh, Chris Levin, I think he was the one who started the match, too. Uh, he comes back out and reluctantly does the three count. And... Uh, the crowd explodes. We also, at some point in there, we got a nice shirt reveal. I love a of a, a shirt betrayal reveal. I can't. I can't believe I skipped over the 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 uh, what? Where did I have him on the Punnett Square? Uh, the crafty bastard Eric <laughs> yeah. Ryan revealing himself as a member of four four zero. Which uh, you know he's always been billed from Ohio, so we mm. should have known. <laughs> should have saw it coming. Fucker. <laughs> but uh, I do love I love a shirt reveal. Yeah, <laughs> it's very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah uh, man. 
I just remember that one with Tyson revealing that he's in DX somehow for a night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's probably like the most infamous shirt. Like, I'm trying to think of like famous shirt reveals over fucking time. I think that may be one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Eh. I mean, when Stone Cold fucking went, did Stone Cold ever do like a shirt reveal? When he no, because like they don't have when like, he, when make he, Vince during McMahon. like the invasion thing. Oh yeah. Or, oh yeah. There's probably. Oh, I was thinking like when he went a uh, heel for like that short bit of time. Oh yeah, when he when he aligned with McMahon. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Probably not. Like, McMahon doesn't really have, like, a shirt. Like, I mean, they could have made a McMahon 316 shirt. That would have been good. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he should have had McMahon 316 under his shirt. But, or, yeah, but, I mean, what, that was however many years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Remember when I realized how that Napster versus Metallica can drink now? <laughs> Oh god, no! Oh no! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought my bones turned to liquid. I'm so old. Yeah. Uh, and now, and now that it can, and now that I can drink, it's being used against them on Twitch, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you love to see it. I mean, I guess you don't necessarily love to see it because of the broader implications, but mm-hmm, it's funny mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sucks, but it's pretty fucking. It's also pretty funny. It's, it sucks, it's but it's funny that it happened at that moment. It, to quote a great man, uh, who probably said this in kind of a frog voice that uh, I'm not going to attempt. Uh, it's like poetry; it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you not clued in, that it's. Thing that George Lucas said about the Star Wars prequel. Yeah. <laughs> he's a Wait, fucking what? The correct thing yeah. that George Lucas said about the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How during, the, like, the, do during, the prequels like, rhyme? <laughs> <laughs> they, they have a lot of moments that rhyme with the original trilogy, is I think the point that he was trying to make. Oh, so like he's. Oh, goddammit. Um, I just kind of really hate. I mean, I guess I don't watch this shit, so it doesn't really matter to me, but I still kind of hate it. How, like, like the latest Star Wars movies and, like, all the fucking Marvel mm. movies and shit like that is just, like, nothing but fan service. And, like, it's just, like, oh, remember, it's, like, when this happened and, like, mm-hmm. everything about it is just a reference to something else. And, like, it doesn't... I feel like it kind of, like, just, like, fills in for, like, a plot. And I don't appreciate it. The the last one literally felt like they were just trying to play the hits. That, I watched that it last recently. one was a fucking train wreck. It was a goddamn disaster. Oh yeah, like like they're just gonna bring the emperor back because yeah, that that way you can like have an echo to it. But yeah, yeah, or Ray, you know, Ray goes into the weird like you know the weird like Sith chamber, and who's there? But Ray, but she's a vampire this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh so fucking stupid. Anyway. Let's say, hey, Diet Coke. Yeah. Let's say that we're on the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. And uh, we, you know, uh, maybe there's there's been a hole breach. And, uh, you know, we got, we've got two minutes to save ourselves from uh, losing oxygen and uh, dying in the vacuum of space. Uh, what would uh, me and 
my good friend Chewbacca used to fix that. Wait. <laughs> so I so you started this with Weir on the Millennium Falcon, but I but I'm just sort You're of an observer. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you were still trying to outrun those Imperial bastards who are on uh, our ass okay, on okay, this okay, spice okay. run. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I would shout back, Lily Chewie, you gotta find a plug. <laughs> hey hey Ash, um, so this this one's gonna come out two Sundays from now, so I don't know if you you know schedule wise, just keep that in mind. But uh, tell us tell us all the places we can find you on the internet. Yeah, I'm on Twitch, Big Cartel, OnlyFans, Etsy, all those fucking things. Just Google Ash Davith Plus, whichever you want to find me on. Um, They're all great, I can yes. say. I, I have enjoyed <laughs> all of them at this point, and I can say uh, big fan of Ash all through the internet. Yeah, all through the yeah, this great content all around. Um, on the 9th of March, I have John Wayne Murdoch coming on the Twitch stream. Oh, so, fuck yeah. I know, fuck yeah. The Duke of Hardcore. Yes. IWTV's Independent Wrestler of the Year. Yeah, I'm excited as fuck for that one. There'll probably be some other shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Twitch, Big Cartel, OnlyFans. So, when podcasts end, there's uh, there's always like a a fun snappy way to to end things and uh, i just feel like this show it would really be benefited if we would uh establish one of those now ash do you have any ideas of one we could use Damn it. i mean there was the fucks in uh good night you fucks and cucks that's perfect good yeah let's night, do it again fucks and cucks. fuck you diet coke now we have one